Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Yas McQueen. I am Rebecca McQueen Ruark, the Vice President of Student Affairs and Dean of Students at Kentucky Wesleyan College. And this is my podcast where I get to interview student leaders and employees of the college who work with student involvement and student activities. And today, I am very excited to um, speak to one of my colleagues in student services, Michael McComas, who's the Director of Student Activity, or Wow, I should know this. The Director of Student Involvement and Orientation. Um, and we're going to talk about new student orientation, which starts in just like three or four weeks. Um, yeah. So, hey, Michael, how you doing? Hey, good. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. And you have your Captain America glasses on, which I love. Thank you. Um, all right. So let's get to know a little bit about you. So um, obviously your title is Director of Student Involvement and Orientation at at Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? Like, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Um, so student involvement involves um, all of our registered student organizations. Um, so that's uh, Harry Potter Club, Chemistry Club, uh, Archery, all those things. I help advise those groups. I'm not their primary, advi- I'm not the primary advisor of most of the organizations, um, but I help them um, with event planning, if they need help, making sure that they register their events, um, things like that, anything involved with student organizations. Um, it also includes fraternity and sorority life on campus. We have um, two sororities and three fraternities. Um, and so I'm the um, primary staff member um, that oversees that on our campus. And uh, I work with the chapters individually um, as a collective in their different governing councils and then also with their advisors on campus. Um, and then orientation is new. Um, I just took that on um, at the beginning of spring semester. Um, so I'm kind of learning as I'm going. Um, but that includes um, getting students acclimated the first couple of days after as soon as they move in, then we move into orientation and helping them um, get to know Wesleyan, get to know each other, um, get to know themselves a little bit um, and work with um our student orientation leaders advise them um, because they're kind of the student um, workers for the orientation office. And um, I have, we have a really good group of orientation leaders this year. So I'm excited. Um, The first year is going to be a learning year, but um, after that, I think um, we'll we'll kind of know what to do and things to improve upon. So, yeah, well, I think it's going to be a learning year, but I also think, um, we have a good plan. I think yeah. you've worked through a really good plan um, and that our incoming students are going to have a good time uh, for those two and a half days. So who were you before Kentucky Wesleyan? Where were you born? What's your family like? All of those kind of things. Oh my gosh. Who wasn't I? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, so fun fact about me. Um, I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii because um, my dad was in the Navy um, and he was in the Navy probably until I was like, I want to say five or six because when we we left Hawaii when I was three and moved to Treasure Island in California um, because that's where the naval base was there I forget what city I think it's in San Francisco maybe I don't know (laughs) Um, but that like the earliest childhood memory I have of not living in the state of Illinois because that's where I grew up basically was in um, California Um, and we lived in I don't know like I don't know what you call those. Like they're like the brick buildings that have like different uh part like brownstones, kind of a little bit. Yeah, I think maybe townhomes. Yeah, townhouses. Okay. Um, and like there was 
two or three together and but it was like a two-story building and we had a little backyard and then you would like go out the backyard and you could go to like a little community park that was right there but I don't remember a lot but like I just have like flashes of that that I remember growing up in California um so we settled in Illinois that's where my most of my family lives actually um or they did at the time because you know like sometimes families like they're they leave a job or they leave a career and then they settle where the rest of their family is um so we settled in illinois and now everyone's kind of just like dispersed again dispersed again, again. okay <laughs> they're like oh michael's um, coming run no yeah. i'm just kidding no uh, probably i don't know <laughs> uh, but no i grew up in bloomington illinois um it's about five five and a half hours depending on um the route you take from here and and how heavy um traffic is on your way there um and i left well, I went to um, school all the way through high school in Bloomington, left to go to Eureka, Illinois. Uh-huh. Um, they're most famous for Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. I was going to say, um, that's where he went to college. Yes. Uh, that's where I went to undergrad. Um, but then I came back to Bloomington and went to Illinois State University, which is in the town of Normal. But Bloomington and Normal, are they're like twin cities that have like kind of like merged and bubbled but they won't officially become one unit okay the the funny thing about bloomington and normal is that bloomington is kind of like in the center um and then normal is like (laughs) in a like around it yeah that's interesting you can have a bloomington address but be in the normal school district it's how abnormal yeah exactly (laughs) um but i went to illinois state um uh for grad school um i have uh my master's of science in um college student personnel administration to work in student affairs be here um the dream just living the dream um you know i mean i I went to undergrad for chemistry i was a pre-med major that didn't work out when I got ready to take the MCAT a lot harder than I thought it was. Yeah, I don't do science, so <laughs> I can, yeah. Well, and and what they didn't tell me, at least at my institution, was that you probably definitely need to double major. For all of you pre-med majors out there, I would say you definitely need to double major or at least major in biology or chemistry and then minor in the other or double major because then you'll be all set for the MCAT because... I just majored in chemistry and you were missing a lot of the biology stuff then. Yeah. Like I had to like study a lot of the biology stuff in the MCAT prep books and I don't like to read a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I only was very, I was like knowledgeable about the chemistry stuff. Cause like, that's what I had been studying all the time that I was there. Um, and like you just had a handful of bio classes. So I didn't have a lot of that, but, um, yeah, but I mean, but, but before I was here at Wesleyan, I was um, actually working at Illinois State University, but I was a, a security guard. Yes. Um, student affairs, is it's one of those things that um, there are positions out there, but it's sometimes it's hard to get your foot in the door, um, especially in an area that you want to be in. Um, and student activities and fraternity and sorority life is one of those really hard ones to get into. So, yeah. Um, I was a security guard before that job. I was an assistant manager at a movie theater slash restaurant. Um, they had a, a full, like a full kitchen. Like you, you were served in your movie theater. Ooh, um, that's bougie. That's fancy. Yeah. That, that theater no longer exists. It went oh. under. Um, <laughs> Thank you. COVID. Um, I'm sure. Probably, probably due to the people that 
were still managing when I left there. Um, <laughs> a little side eye. That was a little shade <laughs> just thrown by Michael McComas to those people. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. And so. then you luckily came here yes. to be director of student activities, which changed into director of student involvement, which is now director of student yeah. involvement and orientation. Well, I, so. I, I started as coordinator, actually. Oh, um, yeah. Coordinator In 2017? Yes, ma'am. I'll be five full years on October 4th. I think it was October 4th. We'll have to it was, get a cake. It was the day of the lip sync competition of 2017. Oh my God, I never forget that. <laughs> I will never forget that your first day was in the middle of homecoming. Oh my yeah. God. And Thomas Roth, shout out to Thomas Roth, um, <laughs> the Sammies for uh-huh. their lip, lip sync, sync did uh, Wrecking Ball. Um, by Miley Cyrus, and I'm just going to say the outfits were similar to those that Miley Cyrus wore in the video, but it was Thomas Roth, and I believe he wrote his Instagram name on the back of that quote-unquote outfit, but I thought, oh my God, Michael is going to quit on his first day after having to work this event. It was a very interesting first day, and there's, I think, the photo that was taken of me and the other judges is still on I think it's on the KWC website. Mouth agape. Just, yeah. I mean, just. No, I mean, and it wasn't all. just me. It was the other judges too. Like everyone. Oh yeah. Was My like husband, shocked. Jan. Yeah. Uh, I think Kyle Beesing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the horror. <laughs> Way to go, Thomas. All right. So um, what do you think is the hardest thing about your role? Um, I would say maybe probably. Um, just maybe not necessarily having the same students um, year after year just because um, people graduate or they go to another institution. And so we're always having to um, work with new leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have really good leaders on campus. And so uh, just uh, from year to year, we might not have the same team. And so one team works a little bit different than the next. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be a little bit hard for the people that are returners um to adjust to maybe some of the ways that the new people are yeah um yeah it's like sometimes you get in like that really good groove right it's like by, by the time by the, you know like by, by the end of the year you're working with the team and they're in this really good groove and then it's like oh yeah two of them are graduating and now you've got you know new right. people to come in so you can never and that's sort of like also an exciting thing about the job is because you can exactly. never get bored right like you, you can never yeah. just like settle in because something's going to change um so what's the hardest, oh, well, you said that's the hardest thing. What's the best thing about your job? Um, I would say seeing the growth that the students um, make over their time as being student leaders or just um, participating in fraternity story life or just attending events. Like you can really see, even if the person's not the leader for the organization, you can really see their growth and how maybe they might've started off shy. I mean, I'm a very introverted person. Um, and I can be extroverted at times, but like you can really tell how people learn through the activities they're involved in on how to understand themselves Mm -hmm. and how to better themselves, but also better organizations that they're involved in or the activities that they're going with and ultimately seeing them, um, reach that, that penultimate goal of graduation. Like that's probably really the best part is that you get to see those students that you've worked with for one year, two year, like, or all four years that they've been here, um, make it across the stage. Um, that's like one of the most rewarding, most fulfilling things. Yeah. I feel like we, um, 
we like run like a, a real life lab. Right. Yeah. Like we, we provide opportunities for them to practice what it is they're learning in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to help them, whatever it is, after they walk across that stage, whatever it is they're going to do. So, um, all right. What are you most proud of that you've accomplished since you've been at Wesleyan? Gosh, that's a tough one. I mean, I feel like I've brought SAPB into the mindset of not repeating things year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause when I got here, there was a lot of like notes left from my predecessor on like things that we do. Yeah. Um, not just traditions, but just like the same programming that was brought back. Um, and SAPB really didn't know about, um, the opportunities that are out there with NACA when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we have gotten more involved in the national association of campus activities and branching out to other, um, events or other presenters programs things like that like because NECA like has all kinds of stuff and we were just we were just doing like the same game shows or the same like little take and make and take yes uh yeah since I since I've been here we have not had a hypnotist because the one time that we did bring hypnotist it was also another (laughs) another bad experience it was a bad experience yeah Yeah, so ask us about that in person sometime yeah we won't talk about that on the radio on the podcast yeah um (laughs) yeah okay um all right so this year obviously we're really excited for you to be over student orientation um you have you have a lot of fun things planned um what would you tell an incoming student to expect um during their new student orientation experience yeah i would i would tell them to expect to have fun expect to um meet new people to um prepare to engage in conversations or different activities because we're trying to um, spice things up a little bit where we're having um, presentations, but there's also like um, presenters that are doing things that are going to be interactive. Um, So we're not just going to send you to a room and expect like have a person talk to you for so many minutes and then you you just like leave and go on to the next thing. We're we're really working to um, make it as engaging as possible. Um, and just like expect to um, learn new things about yourself too, because um, you've you've gone through like especially this class they've gone through so much with COVID um, that they've had this like virtual world for a while and now they're like we're gonna be in person people um, right I mean COVID is still a thing don't get me wrong um, right but we want you to like. Be comfortable with engaging with others, speaking with others, having fun. And um, we're going to give you as many opportunities to meet different groups as well. Um, so um, I think just expect to have fun, um, be yourself, learn more about yourself um, and get to know all of the new students that you'll be a, a freshman with or a new, a new student if you're a transfer, because um, we have transfers that are every class um, not just fresh, like right, freshmen, yeah. um, and, and, um, enjoy meeting the faculty and staff that are participating in orientation this year. Yeah. Well, and I'm excited too. We're changing the format. It used to be that convocation wouldn't happen until like a week or two into the semester. Now convocation is actually happening on move-in day on that mm-hmm. Saturday. And so that's going to add a little bit of, um, 
ceremony, I guess, to that day. Literally, it's adding a ceremony. But um, we're going to have an honor code ceremony. Then we're going to move into that family um, dinner. And then you're going to have Playfair that night. Mm -hmm. Can you talk just real briefly about what Playfair is? Yeah, so Playfair is just a really big um, game-esque type thing where you do a lot of, like, icebreakers with the whole... Like, everyone that's a new student will be in... um, I think we're in Jones gym. Um, everyone will be spread out in Jones gym and you'll do a lots of different activities where you'll have to like uh, maybe find someone with a similar outfit or like just fun, quirky little games like that to like get to know those, the other people in the room um, and just to have a great like interactive ending to the first day. Yeah. I like Playfair because yeah. it just, There's a lot of energy involved. Everybody is like awkward and uncomfortable that first night. Mm -hmm. But um, those games get everybody sort of out of their comfort zone and and having fun. So I think that's good. And then on Sunday night um, of orientation, you also have um, the C Word Consent Group. Do you want to talk a little bit about what they're going to be doing? Yeah. So they're like the they're like an improv improve improv 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 improvisational (laughs) i'm improvising my lines Uh um you can improve on improving yes (laughs) thank you (laughs) okay um they're an improv (laughs) group (laughs) that um talks about sexual assault bystander intervention a lot of different things like that um but they make it interactive with the audience they take suggestions with audience from the audience they also process the different things that are happening. They do little skits. Um, they bring people. F- they bring people from the audience on stage to like help them in their skits. Mm-hmm. It's really. It's a really cool program. On such like, I mean, that's one of those like touchy subjects that you that I mean, it needs to be talked about. Right. But that. But people don't necessarily want to. But I think with it being a fun, engaging way to talk about it, yeah, um, it'll be that more memorable. Memorable for people. Yeah. Um, they won't like. They won't just hear it from a person and then leave the room and five minutes later, forget about it. They'll be at the program. Um, they'll learn about it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that they can process visually or um in like interactively. And then they'll remember it a little bit more. Yeah, it's fun and entertaining. Yeah. And then we trick them by also helping them learn something while they're being entertained. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, people learn in several different ways. Like, there's visual learners, there's audible learners, um, and I forget what you, you're called if you are you learn by doing. Uh, like Experiential learner? Yes, experiential I don't know. Learning. We don't do science. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but that, yeah. Yeah, but, experiential yes. lear- learners. Um, so I think it touches on all those different facets of different ways of people are learning because you don't have to volunteer and be on the stage if you don't want to. Right. Um, but those people that maybe would learn that way have the opportunity to do yeah. that. Yeah, well, it's a little bit of edutainment is what yes, I like to call that. But no, I think that's going to be great. I'm excited about orientation this year. We have a travel theme, um, destination graduation. Um, and so I think it's going to be good. So I'm excited for those freshmen to get here and those transfer students and for us to get them acclimated into the Wesleyan community. So, okay, let's just ask you some fun questions okay. now that have nothing to do with work. So, um if you could only listen to music by one artist for the rest of your life, who would you want it to be? I would want it to be Lizzo. Yes. She just. Queen. She, 
um, just gets me. Like, I feel like if I had a spiritual person, yeah. like, you know how that we have spirit, like people say they have spirit animals. Oh. I would say that Lizzo is my like spiritual person that just like gets my vibe. Yes. Her music is always, always good. Um, she's a very positive person. She's faced a lot of adversity in her own life, but yeah. she makes sure that what she has learned personally, she puts into her music and then it can help other people. Um, and it's so and, catchy. Yeah, I mean, how many times in the office am I like, in a minute, I'm going to need a sentimental yeah. man and woman to pump me up. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it just gets in your brain, too. Yeah. I mean, she's like, when I listen to music in the morning, that's usually what I turn on. Cause she just, like, gets me pumped up, gets me hyped and ready for the day. Have you watched that that big girl show? That no, I haven't. I really want to. It's I mean. For the big girls. I've, I've watched, I watch all kinds of TV, like silly yeah. tv shows or movies stuff like that that's like what i usually do at the end of the day to like just de-stress yeah let's watch a tv show or a movie to before i fall asleep sometimes i fall asleep in the middle of it so then i have to go back and watch <laughs> it um i do that quite often so sometimes i can start a movie maybe on a sunday and i won't finish it until probably the next <laughs> sunday because i keep keep falling asleep because <laughs> your boss is working you too hard no not at she's all she's the worst <laughs> Okay, so uh, if you, we talked about the artist you could listen to, but what if I said, okay, Michael, you can only listen to one song. Mm -hmm. What song would it be? Would it, would it be by Lizzo or somebody else? It actually would not be by Lizzo. Okay. It's a song that was written by Dolly Parton. Okay. Um, but but I, pref I love the version. Um, I'm sure you can probably guess the version. By Whitney Houston. Yes. yes. I will always love you. And I. Yeah. That's like my husband and I's song to listen to all the time. Like we love listening to Whitney Houston. And whenever we <laughs> listen to Whitney, we have to listen to that song. I will always love you. And if someone like comes over or they try to get us to stop playing that song while it's playing, we're like, no, you're like you're not my friend anymore. Please stop. leave. Stop. Exit. <laughs> we're in a moment. Like we have to listen to this song from its yeah. beginning to the, to the end. Um, <gasps> Yeah, I could listen to that. It's like coughing my brain. I could here. could listen to that song all the time. Uh, I'm. It's actually so like, and reason why I picked that song is also because it's been done by so many people. Yeah, like Dolly Parton writ, wrote it, and so many people have done their own version. I read the other day that that one of Dolly Parton's biggest regrets was that she never got to perform that song with Whitney Houston oh. before she passed away. Um, so I I, I love that song. Um, <laughs> I think if I had to listen to a song. Um, for the rest of time and I couldn't listen to anything else, it would be that song because I could listen to very different versions of it too. Because you didn't say that it has to be the same version of a song. Oh my gosh. I love that you have found the <laughs> loophole for that question. Okay. Speaking of Dolly Parton. Yes. Um, did you see where she like released um, these like cake mixes? What? Yes. There's uh, Duncan Hines. Really. <laughs> this is, listen, this is big girl, big girl commentary. Okay. Well, but, um, I'm, I mean, I'm a big boy. So okay. I, I like food. Duncan Hines released like these two, uh, cake mixes by Dolly Parton. Yeah. One is a banana cake mix and the other is a coconut with like this buttercream icing. I made the banana one, which people might have strong feelings about it, but it was delicious. Oh, I, I bet. Mostly because it was made with love by Dolly Parton. Yeah. But, um, I would try that one. I would, I would maybe give the coconut one a try, but I don't necessarily like coconut th yeah, things with me coconut. Either. Um, but yeah. Also, if you ever have the opportunity I highly recommend going to Dollywood. I was going to ask if you, is, I've never been, I've great, always wanted to go. It's a great theme park. Um, and you, like, you learn about her too. There's like, and she has a whole, 
uh, her own museum in her theme park where she has a lot of her like performance dresses, um, mm. some old uh, musical equipment, um, rec- like her records. Yeah. Um, all kinds of things. It's, it's really cool. So, and sometimes she actually goes to the park. Um, oh my God. Can you imagine seeing Dolly Parton? Yeah. Like I, Be like, hey she, girl. she went this summer, I forget what date, but I saw a video and like when she's there, they do a parade and just like everyone was lined up on the app. I, I don't know what part of the park it was yeah. necessarily because I've only been there once. Um, and it was a couple of years ago. Um, that was like, that was the first family trip with me and my husband and my family. Okay. Um, and when I proposed <clears throat> him too, actually. Oh, at Dollywood? Not at Dollywood, but in Tennessee um, oh. when we were on a walk. You're the only on, 10 I see. Hey. Hey. I w- we. Is actually under a waterfall. Oh my um, god! So yeah, but Dollywood is amazing. Um. Anyways, when she went to the park this summer, they were all lined up, and you you have to be like a certain distance because she drives like they bring her through on a car. But like she has like this posse that walks in front of her, the posse that like walks beside <laughs> beside her, and then behind her to make sure that like people aren't like throwing themselves at Dolly. Yeah, but and but like everybody. I mean, who who could not love Dolly Parton? I know, like, and and to Thanks be able for the vaccines, girl, to just like go to her park <laughs> and not expect her to be there, but then find out, oh, by the way, Dolly Parton's coming coming through the park today at at twelve o'clock. Did you ever watch the Christmas movie? It's called like Hard Rock Candy Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think is what it's called. It's a Maybe it's not. a Christmas movie with her, and I think I don't remember who. The, anyway, I'll find it and I'll tell you okay. I'll tell you about it later. Okay, <clears throat> sorry. Next question. You might have fallen asleep while you watched this, but what is the best movie or show that you have watched recently? And I know you watch a lot because you're yeah. always talking about them in the office. And I'm like, I have no idea what you were speaking to me about. But if you had to pick the best one. Yeah. So I watched um, a new Netflix show um, in the span of a couple of days because um, okay. it's only eight episodes long, but it's Resident Evil. Yeah, okay. I like. I can already tell that's something I would not I like watch. All the sci, the sci-fi, zombie horror TV shows, post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Every this time is, you try to say try apocalyptic, to say that, it's my favorite thing ever. Because you're like, I tried to say that this morning and I, I stumbled too. Um, but it's so it's like a reboot again. Like Resident Evil has been done so many times. Um, I love the Mia Jovovich movies with her in Resident Evil. I yes. think they're great. Some people don't, um, but we'll let them have their opinions. I have mine. I've never watched one, um, so that's my opinion. Well, there's a lot, um, <laughs> at least five. Oh. Um, I think there's five with her in it. Uh, it's hard to keep track because there she did so many, um, but this is like, another reboot so there was like her version of the films then there's a lot of like animated version of resident evil um i'm not sure if there's been other live actions outside of me oh there was a reboot movie that came out last year or the year before <coughs> which i i personally liked as well like i haven't been disappointed with resident evil movies but some people don't like them because they're not traditional to the video game because it's it's based oh, off of based a, video a video game so um, you lost me um, but like this TV show, um, has really good characterization. Um, like there's a really good storyline. Um, and I don't really like a lot of shows that have like flashbacks in them. Yeah. Um, but this one does a really good version of melding what they perceive as the current timeline 
with like the past. Um, so like you follow the main characters through what they are dealing with now, but also how they, how the world got to that point. Okay. Um, do you watch like Star Trek? I have watched some Star Trek. Um, I am behind in the newer Star Trek series. Um, I, I have only watched like two episodes of Star Trek Picard. Um, I forget the other two new ones. What well, just called. you talking about like all the, yeah, yeah. the flashbacks and stuff. My husband, <laughs> if you walk into our home at any point, Star Trek is on, which yeah. is not my choice. I just, not my choice. <laughs> just, just it would be a real like housewives episode. But um, I feel like they do a lot of like flashbacks and stuff. And I'm constantly, if I'm trying to watch it with him, I'm like, now when was this? What happened? So I feel like that's how I would be. Yeah. Um, I also watched a movie last night. Um, with Shania Twain and John Travolta, and I'm trying what? to remember what it's called. So give me a second. Sha- like Shania Twain, the country music, yes. country music star. Whose bed have um, your boots been under? It's about so it's about racing, and I don't really like racing. Like movies. car racing? Yeah, like um, Is it dirt a, track racing. Like a new movie? It's from 2019. Shania Twain does movies. She's done three. What? Yeah. Okay, so it's, well, actually, she's done four. Uh, so the movie that I'm talking about is called Trading Paint. Okay. Um, where the, like, John Travolta owns a towing company. Towing, it's like, I forget what the, the character's name is, but it's like his name, Towing and Racing. And he used to be a really big star. Um, then things happened. Um, he has a son who's also a racer. Um, it's a really good movie. If you if you have time to watch it on Netflix, well, I, I just googled I it, it, and Shania Twain's character's name in the movie is Becca. So it's yeah, fate. I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it. You know, my people are NASCAR people. Yeah, get her done. Yeah, so you, I mean, you, Yeehaw. you could, you could, you could relate. Maybe you could. Okay, trading paint. Movie. I might yeah, actually watch paint. that. To be honest, it's on with Netflix. You. It just popped up on the like. <clears throat> recommended um, for you or whatever or i think it's like it just recently came like the new you know how there's like the new releases category or the like just come i like forget new to what netflix it, or yeah whatever. new to netflix yeah. it popped up in that and so that's why like i just saw shania twain i was like oh i didn't know she does movies. i didn't know she did movies yeah she's starting to be an actress still and the one, still she, the one I run she she's not as a main she's not the main character but she like a supporting role. Yeah, she's a, a supporting role. So I, I recommend Good it. Good for her. Yes. Remember when she was married to that guy whose name was Mutt? Yeah. I can't. I Who, can't. I yeah. just couldn't find. I could not make myself love a person named Mutt. Okay. <laughs> I love my Mutts. Anyway, okay. All right, all right. Last question. What is one thing most people wouldn't know about you? Wouldn't know about me. Um, well, I already said I was born in Hawaii. Um, but. I have traveled to Costa Rica twice, and the first reason was because I've also been a junior zookeeper. I love the junior zookeeper stories. Yeah, These are my favorite. And so <laughs> it was the end. I want to say it was probably between junior high and high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I got involved in the Miller Park Zoo in Bloomington, Illinois, um, junior zookeeper program. Um, it's like you volunteer to be... That would be so cool. I it was. It was yeah. awesome. Um, but you also, it's like a, you pay to volunteer for them. Okay. Because um, you have to pay a fee to be involved in. I need those kind of volunteers in my life. Yeah. Um, you pay me to let you do work. Like when I was, 
I forget what the different titles were, but like you got different colored shirts. Uh-huh. And when I was a red, like when I had the red colored shirt, which was like one of the higher up ones, I got to work in the rainforest um, and I would feed the kudamundis, um, which are. <laughs> kudamundis. They look like raccoons kind of, but they're not, yeah. they're not raccoons. Um, and they would just like go crazy bonkers when you bring in the food. <laughs> it's like, oh, food's it's here. Like me food's here. Time. Give me food. Give me yeah. food. Um, yeah, I, I loved being a junior zookeeper. I, I honestly don't know why I didn't like pursue that in college. Cause I, I had a good time. You're like a zookeeper um, in your own way now. <laughs> working with yes. fraternities and sports. Facts. You said it. <laughs> I'll agree with you. Yes. But yeah, no, I mean, I've been to Costa Rica twice once because I was a junior zookeeper. And then the second time was, um, when I graduated from high school, uh, that was the year that we were doing the study abroad trip. And so I went there for a whole month. And stayed with a host m- mother. Do you um, speak Spanish? Un poco. It's like, it's like I studied it all through high school uh-huh. and through college, but like I haven't had opportunities where I use it a lot. Yeah. So I don't retain all of that information, but I do use um, the, the Babbel app to like brush up on things a little bit here and there. Look at you. I took French in high school. And I don't remember like what I was thinking. Je parle un peu de français. I also took French in college, but like I took French in North Carolina, so it was like je m'appelle Becca. You know, like it had like an accent to it. Yeah. Like un peu. Um, yeah, so. I I I took fr- French one semester in high school, and that was one time that I got in trouble in school because I would set my alarm on my cell phone because I was real cool and I got to have a cell phone in college or in high school and cell college. Cell phones weren't even a thing when I was in high yeah. school. Yeah. Um, but like my alarm went off and the French teacher, I don't think she's there anymore. She was really old. Um, <laughs> but she got so upset and like yanked my phone out of my hand and said that your parent would have to, will have to come to school at the end of the day to get your phone back. Luckily, my mom is a hall monitor. So I just like found my mom throughout the day sometime. Get my phone like, back, mom. Um, she took my phone. Please get my phone back. Um, yeah, that was like one of the one times I've gotten in trouble in high school because my, my, my phone went off. I got in trouble on my once phone for parking in a non-parking space and I cried. I was such a like goody two shoes. You know what I mean? Like I was like horrified that I could get in trouble. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is the real last question and then we got to go. Um, what do you think, like, what is your favorite thing about working at Kentucky Wesleyan? What makes it unique? Why do you continue to work at Kentucky Wesleyan? Um, I continue to work at Kentucky Wesleyan um, because of the team that I work with specifically in student services um, and the opportunities that we're given within our positions um, to make it our own, mm-hmm. um, to continue the traditions that have traditionally happened within the different positions that we all hold, but to also think of new things and bring new programs and things like that. I don't like, I I continue to stay here because I'm still given the opportunity to make improvements upon what we offer the students, but also make improvements upon myself through doing new things with my position. Yeah. It sounds like you have a great boss. I do. I'm just kidding. She's the greatest. (laughs) 
All right, Michael, thank you so much for coming. And I know you're busy right now because orientation starts in just a few weeks, but take us some time to talk to us. I think it's good for people to get to know you better and to hear about how awesome orientation is going to be this year. So thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I really enjoyed it.